three weeks. And it comes from Romans 10, 1, 2, uh, or 18. So, um, if you're on our email blast, you would have gotten the, the scripture ahead of time. And that's a good thing, you're able to go over it. And like I said, uh, we want to spend the next three weeks going over parts of this pericope, this secular scripture. From the next English Bible, Romans 10, now starting Brothers, the desire of my heart and my prayer to God on behalf of them is for their salvation. So right from the beginning of this section, Paul gets directly to the point, and it is a point that should concern all of us, even today, and that is salvation. All that we do, all that we say as Christians, first of all, we must be saved, and then we must, we must uh, help others to gain, receive salvation. So all the wonderful things we do as Christians, the wonderful celebration that we have, the wonderful fellowship, which is important to the body of Christ. Fellowship is a fellowship. But in everything that we do, there should be an obvious thing about it that will invite those who have not received Christ as their Savior to do so. You know, that is a mandate from Jesus. That is a commandment. Matthew 28, 28, start to bring people to Christ. You don't have to be eloquent speakers or biblical scholars or whatever. Um, we have something about us that we've been saved, we've been touched by. Right. There's something within us that enables us to lead others to Christ, to expose them to the invitation for salvation. Books that we used to use were when we had classes on evangelism, and it's a simple title, that's what it was. That was very helpful, and it simply stated, uh, just walk across the room. Well, 
whatever it is, just say hello, just walk across the room. Whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated or, or, or involved in a deep way. It's salvation is easy and simple. The word tells us that every person who confessed Christ is Lord and deep into his heart to bless it with his mouth. Help us save. All the other things, the growth in Christ and learning more for a richer life in Christ, all that comes after. So right away, Romans 10, 1, brothers, that is brothers and sisters, the desire of my heart, says Paul, and my prayer to God on behalf of them is, on behalf of everybody, is for their salvation. Very plain and very direct, very simple too. Verse number two, for I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For ignoring the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. Verse number four, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Now he's speaking about specifically in this context about uh, Jews, Hebrew people, a long association with God, but in some cases they refuse to accept Jesus Christ. And, you know, they had a lot of argumentation, a lot of tradition, a lot of history that they used not to accept the fact that God has done a new thing to bring them and all those who believe, regardless of nationality, regardless of ethnicities, to Him through His Son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life on the cross for all human beings. Now, this is, of course, that Paul does on many occasions, is a well-developed thesis, a well-developed argumentation, because the people who he's speaking to, you know, we have the right in here. Uh, they are impressed. They they are convinced by by a good, you know, a, a good development of thoughts and so forth. The ball does it because hey, he wants to move them to Christ. But as far as Paul is concerned, just simply accepting, as we will see, as we go through this. For other prayer for the next three weeks, just simply accepting 
is really not a big thing. And all this formality that people would put in it, all this tradition was weighing things and which argument is better than the other and so forth. To Paul is no longer necessary. It's superfluous. God has revealed himself to humans. He has revealed himself to Jews. To, to uh, all people in a very simple way through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ. So, the, the big thing about salvation um, for the people that he's writing to, and all that I'm saying, of course, reflect on us, and it is to us. Um, these words are to us, first of all, like I said at the very beginning, that I'll repeat once again, the first thing that Paul is interested, interested in for us is that we become vehicles, means of people being saved. And we don't get caught up in so much tradition and caught up in so much activity that we neglect uh, or ignore or, or whatever, forget about the fact that our main task, our main commandment that comes from Jesus is that we should bring people the Christ. Now, one may argue, oh, why is this important? God doesn't need a single human being. Uh, we're not going to take anything away from, from Christ. We're not going to take anything away from God if we don't accept Him. God is eternal and everlasting and so forth. We're not going to change that if we don't believe Him. What is this all about? Why is this so urgent? Why is this so important? You may ask the question, why not just have a nice fellowship, have some nice uh, get together, and some nice food and so forth, enjoy each other and let people worry about their own salvation. Why is it unconventional? Why is it important? What does it for anyone needs the world or knows the Lord both. Is this thing that, uh, oddly enough, the Jews quite understood? Because he said, For I testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not according to. These people love God, many of them. They're zealous for God, but they really don't know God in the way in which God would like them to know Him. And verse 3 might be the key to what we want to talk about tonight in a special way. 
for ignoring the righteousness of God. This you have to see, man. This the righteousness of the word. It's, it's a good thing for us to have a good practice. God's righteousness involves the best for everyone. So when he has given us his best, Jesus Christ, for his salvation, our impetus, our zeal for God must involve others to be saved because it's part of the understanding of God's righteousness. Now, if folk refuse it, then that's on them. But God is righteous. And for that, God is not selfish, sometimes, or anything of that sort. What he desired for one of us, he desired for all of us. He desired the best for all of us. And that is maybe a simple theological way of understanding this righteousness of God, which becomes a very, very powerful theological argument for, for. We cannot establish our own righteousness, he said. Our righteousness in terms of doing what is best for everyone is dependent on what we understand to be the righteousness of God. Because in the, for Christ, as he says in verse number four, is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Everything that we would deem to be correct. Everything that we would do to help others, to serve others, as we serve God. All the zeal that we may have for Bible class, studies, about worshiping God, about missionary for Christ. All of that has its, its underpinning of what Christ did for us on the cross. is salvation that was freely given to all of us who believe. So everything that we do hangs on that and that's what makes it right with God. And so like in verse 5, he says, For Moses writes about the righteousness that is from the Lord. The person who does this will live by it. But the righteousness from faith speaks like this. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? All who will descend into the habits. But what does it say? The word is near to you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith 
that we proclaim. And if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth one confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. For the same Lord is Lord of all, who is rich to all those who call upon him. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So it's a reflection on us that makes it selfish on our part. It, our desire is not for everyone to be saved. Now we can't save everybody. We might not always put the best effort. We can't blame ourselves if someone don't accept Christ. But we have to do our utmost. We have to do our most utmost to 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 see that all are saved. Because by doing that, we are showing all human beings that God is righteous, and it's not coming from some. Some, some restrictions of some laws and regulations. The time of Moses' understanding and was superseded by the coming of Jesus. Now it's all by faith. Now we're showing the righteousness of God to all people based on something that is on a level for all of us it is based on faith just that not our understanding of regulations and rules and following, following of customs and so forth everything is on a level field for everybody if you would just believe in your and confess with your mouth that puts everybody on a level field for salvation. Just one person, just say hello. Just be the person who reflects Christ in your life. That might just call somebody. To believe in their heart, and that will urge them to confess with them. As I wrap this up, as we continue to study for okay, the word is zealousness, is, is enthusiasm is there, single mindedness is determination transform and we kind of spoke about this before from the persecution of believers 
to the saving of souls. Everything that we can muster from within us, everything that we would desire, all our ambition, of our aspiration, and so forth, everything that we would want, everything that we should want for others, and it would all start with people coming to Christ through our witness, through our urging, through our encouragement, and that's what Paul is saying. Because you can be zealous for God, but if you are missing the mark, not understanding the righteousness of God, if you are not bringing people to Christ. And it's not that we have to jump through hoops, and it's not that we have to do things that are extraordinary. All we have to do is just by how we walk, or talk, or live, what we say, what we don't say, our orders to come to prayer. And that is a wonderful thing. Amen.